All right, welcome to Gunners GM Podcast, Episode 5. With the World Cup group stages having come to an end, Macca and I will be diving into the final games of the groups, as well as some of the Round 16 games. There are some Arsenal business we'll speak about to wrap up the episode, mainly the issues surrounding Jesus' knee injury. My name's Gav, and as always, I'm joined by Macca. How you going, bro? Gav, it's good to be here, mate. I'm, uh, yeah, doing doing pretty well. Obviously, hot as balls today, so it's, um, yeah, fuck, it's hot. It's an absolute stinker. What's the temp um, where you're at up in Brizzy? 30, bit high 30s, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it got to like 37, mate. Um, it's it's starting to cool down now. Got the AC pump in that, like obviously, so, uh, yeah, fucking warm, and, um, Good day to be a solar panel, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, not wrong. <laughs> I know uh, some of the boys will uh, say relish, not relish, yeah, not be happy with me saying that as I've got a cushy job inside a big building. Um, <laughs> no, Josh is probably sweating his balls off today, so. Digging a hole somewhere. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't miss, um, yeah, don't miss being in the trade, that's for sure. Days no, today not makes all. me, uh, yeah, really appreciate being inside. Fuck, it's hot today. Um, yeah. Yeah, how, about, how you going, mate? How you doing? Uh, yeah, pretty well, man, as it is here, quite hot as well, but beers are cold, so that does help a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, fuck, I go down in about, yeah, two sips uh, on a day like today, hey? <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, fuck. Yeah, um, yeah, dangerous, absolutely dangerous. So, <laughs> <laughs> how'd you um, go this morning? Do you get to watch any football? I didn't. Um, I was kind of keeping up to date. I was at work, I started at the same time as the uh, Brazil South Korea game, 5 a.m. Um, however, it wasn't much of a uh, much of a contest. By the looks of that, not at all. Um, <laughs> you didn't get to watch it, hey? Uh no, I or... did not. Didn't get to watch any of it. I had it on in the background at work, but didn't catch a lot of it. Um, as you say, it was no contest, so I'm not super bothered. It wasn't too exciting, I don't think. Um, on paper, that scoreline looks correct. Um, I think that's exactly how it should have went. Yeah, I think so. Four nil at half time. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, correct, yeah. Which is pretty, yeah, pretty, yeah, look. Um, hats off to South Korea for, for getting there. Again, along with Japan and Australia, like one of the one of the Asian teams in the round of 16, which is awesome to see. Um, but yeah, tough, tough coming up against a, a quality team like Brazil. And... Like, they are quality. They're obviously... I think they're favourites to win. I'm pretty sure they're favourites Yeah, they win. are, correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough. But uh didn't get up and watch the Japan-Croatia game, though. And I'm... I do not blame you. Kind of off it. Yeah. <laughs> it was very early. 1am uh, starting. Uh, well, yes, a kick-off. But um, yeah, went to Pens. Such a shame. I hate, I hate when games are finished or decided on penalty shootout. 
that's such a bad way to go out such a bad way to go through but yeah it is what it is I guess um, you, you didn't get up and watch them did you? Uh, no I haven't I haven't watched the highlights yet but I will this evening at some stage um, yeah because I've been bagging out Japan fairly aggressively for this whole tournament and they just proved me wrong every single game and as you say like it's a shit way to go out and they could have very easily gone through this morning um, so yeah, yeah hats off to them and yeah big Fuck you to me because I was very, very wrong, and I'm happy to admit that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what they are very uh, technical team uh, to watch. Like they are very technical, um, mm-hmm. and I mean even to get that far with. <laughs> I think we were joking about it a couple of days ago, like Yoshida and um, Nagatomo. Oh my god, I feel like they've been around for thirty years, like. Honestly, I feel like that have a combined age of about 80. What was that? Sorry, mate. You just cut out then. Ah, oh, sorry. I said I feel like they'd have a combined age of about 80. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, actually, I think, I'm pretty sure Negatomo is like 37 and Yoshida is maybe 35. It's something yeah, okay. along those lines. I remember looking, because obviously like, we'd expect Tommy to start. And when they were starting Yoshida and Nagatomo over him, I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But um, <laughs> look, they got they got this far with without him. Um, so yeah, uh, he played so a like full game with... today. Tommy Asi did. Uh, did. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, he pl- played um, the whole extra time as well. Fuck yeah, uh, and I think he deserves that too. Like for sure, going off form at a mm-hmm. club level. Absolutely, and then to throw in the fact that yeah, got a bunch of mid thirty year olds like starting over him that aren't in the Premier League, yeah, um, yeah, he hundred percent deserves. It. I feel like he should be should have been playing that like since the start. Yeah, I think so. Maybe they were just saving him. Um, who knows? Yeah, maybe. Who yeah, knows? maybe you're right. There. Yeah, ha- hats off for hats off to them for making it that. As I said, I certainly didn't expect them to at all. Um, a lot of big upsets you see across the board, um, and I think they were, yeah, massive in that as well. Yeah, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, they're not, like, not a bad team to watch. Um, Japan, I was watching them against uh, Spain and um, came out of the sheds flying in the second half. Two goals in like six minutes, mm-hmm. and that's how the game finished, 2-1. Um yeah, that was that was a mental mental uh, final game day for Group E. I'm pretty sure it was absolutely yeah, mental day. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Group E with uh, obviously Germany and Costa Rica being the other game. At a certain moment in time, it was Costa Rica and Japan going through. Holy fuck! That is what we live for. That's what the World Cup's about. Like, just hundred yeah, percent. Oh yeah. That was awesome. Um, unfortunately, it only lasted five minutes. <laughs> That's what she said. Or... <laughs> Shout out to the greatest character ever. Um... <laughs> yeah, so I didn't watch the Germany-Costa Rica game. I was watching the Japan-Spain game, but it, um, it was wild. Just getting the updates. Um, you know, obviously Germany going up. And then oh, they equalised, three two, and then four two. It was kind of um, 
easy sailing, I guess you could say for them. Um, however, them winning did not seal the deal for them going through. And um, I think we did mention it briefly on our last potty, or maybe it was the other day, I don't know, we speak a lot. Um, <laughs> they have not been the same for a long time, since they, were, since they won the World Cup, actually. Uh, Germany, that is, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, they have a good team. They have a really, really good team. But it's like they are missing, and I think I was maybe joking around with Sweetie uh, not long ago. Um, they are missing, like, that Ozil. Obviously, we love Ozil, so we're going to beat his dick off. Um mm-hmm. And they're missing like a Miroslav closer, which is arguably one of the best strikers for Germany. Probably correct me if I'm wrong there, but I think he's uh, their top their top scorer. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he um, is comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Um, so to me, it is like they are missing that you know that world class cam, that world class striker. Um, if they had a Marco yeah. Royce that was able to stay fit for more than a fortnight, um, maybe <laughs> the story would be different. But unfortunately, his career has just gone down that trail of can't stay healthy. Um, and what yeah. a class player he is. Um, yeah, it's sad oh, to see. It is sad to see. Fuck it. Hate injuries. Um, hate injuries. And that's why we're talking about Germany. Um, now, I probably should have just had this written down to see. Oh, to remember who said it, probably one of the biggest insults. Um, it may have been Gary Neville or, or um, Roy Keane. Doesn't it sound like I them thought... to say something stupid. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Schule, the German defender, is uh, or was playing as good as Harry Maguire at United. It was something along those lines. I was like, oh, were they taking the fired. piss? Were they taking the piss out oh. of him? Or... No, I think I've been serious. I don't think he had a good tournament. Um, yeah, I can't say right. a lot of watch. I can't say a lot. I watched a lot of Germany, um, but yeah, I mean, like that's that's an insult. That's a that's a kick in the fucking teeth there. <laughs> Kicking a man while he's down. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, we obviously all saw the Kai Havertz. Uh, Man of the match photo. <laughs> um, <laughs> so good. I'm not a big fan of Kai Havertz. Um, I'm not a big fan of Chelsea. I don't mind Germany, but yeah, it's just funny to um, to not see them go through. Again, sorry, yeah, going off on a little bit of fucking tangent there, but yeah, good to see Japan go through. I think they, yep. yeah, I think they were, um, they were awesome. So really good. And to beat Spain as well, was really good to see. Really good to see. I think Spain, um, yeah, haven't really been at their best. Kind of. They're quite young. They're quite young them. still. They've got like a few older guys there, and then a lot of that team's quite young. So they're just going to be in a rebuilding phase over the next couple of tournaments. I think. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like uh, that center mid for Barca. Um, yeah, Gavi, Pedri, um, Ansu Fati. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ferran yeah, Torres, he's only like 22, 23. Yeah, okay, okay. So um, maybe looking at the next World Cup. However, yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of people beat their dick off. Um, I have not yet seen a lot of them. 
However, going off their Champions League performances, I mean, well, now they're in Europa League. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> and I know we're in Europa League, so it doesn't really fucking help us a lot by saying that. But, like, yeah, for them to, to be relegated into the Europa League, I feel, is saying a lot. Um, I think but, so, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, like yeah. I said, did, young, did you have any more... Group stage games you wanted us to talk about. I think Belgium, the big bed shit from them, I thought that was pretty funny. Because um, yeah. a lot of people early were <laughs> saying they were dark horses and I didn't think they had it in them. Um, even like early on in the group stage, Kevin, not Kevin, I'm not on first name basis with him, um, De Bruyne, <laughs> um, De Bruyne had sort of said, oh, we're too old, we don't have it, or something along those lines, obviously paraphrasing, but... Yeah, to hear your best player, um, arguably the best centre mid in the world, to say something along those lines, it's got to be fairly disheartening. Yeah, look, it's um, you, yeah, you you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that if you're a team member. You don't want to hear that if you're part of the Belgian uh, football association, really. Like for your, he is their captain, isn't he? I think he must be. Or um, it's either him or one of the old, like. one of the old Spurs centre backs, maybe. Yeah, one of those old fucking washed up potatoes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I don't know if Belgium have a better centre back pairing than them. Um, I thought they would have. They are well and truly past their. Their days, that's for sure. Mm. Fuck to find and I mean the results show that, yeah, they're they're washed up and and yeah, well past their use by date, really. It certainly didn't help that they had a fridge playing at number nine for them the whole tournament as well. He can't kick a ball <laughs> straight, so yeah, the top and the bottom of that team outside of <laughs> Kevin in the middle, like it's a bit, it's a bit tough. They've got good talent there, yeah. like Carrasco and stuff like that, but I think there's just too many negative points in that team for them to be genuinely competitive, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, and maybe for the next World Cup, like, uh, Sambi would maybe get a look at. Um, yeah, he's obviously still young, got four years' time. You never know. He might well and truly evolved into the to player he should be by then. Um Maybe that's too early, but he might get a look at in four years' time. I'd hope so. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, look. I mean, yeah, Lukaku. Fuck me. He had some absolute shockers. How and many chances did he? How many chances did he miss in that last game? Was it four? Like good chances? Was, yeah, like four sitters. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure it's about four sitters. Like. If you're being kind, you can sit there and say one of them came off the post, he's a bit unlucky, but like he needs to be scoring that. Oh, absolutely he does. Absolutely. You're a world-class striker, mate. Well, was. Yeah, inverted commas. Yeah, or was, yeah. Was probably, probably before he went to United, maybe. I don't know. He did well at Everton mm-hmm. fucking years and years ago. Did well at West Brom. Did well in Spain, uh, in Italy, sorry. Yeah, did well at West Brom. Yeah, that's right. Um, I wouldn't say, and no disrespect to the Italian league, but it's not the same level as the Prem. Nothing is the 
nothing's the same level as the Prem. It's the best league in the world by far. A hundred percent. Yeah. Fucking by a country mile, by an absolute country mile. Um, and you have to so be yeah. a good team to be scoring goals and be five points clear at Christmas in the Premier League. You have to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't even want to start thinking about that yet, but um, we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, um, we will. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the... The first bigger point I want to talk about was uh, Australia and Denmark. Mm-hmm. How fucking good. How fucking good was that? I was totally was... going to work that day. <laughs> I um, Again, I'll take my hat off here and say I didn't think we'd go through that. Um, I just didn't think we'd... I said it on the previous podcast... Um, I thought Denmark would do us, not by much. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, the boys got the job done. And it was, yeah, really, really good to see. Um, I just, yeah, in hindsight, obviously, uh, upsets have been happening a lot. Um, and I could have backed them, um, and I didn't. Um, but, yeah, no, it was sick to see them go through. I mean, I thought they played really, really well for the most part. Um, and, yeah, deservedly went through. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, Graham Arnold and the boys... Stuck to their guns and uh, didn't. I mean, it wasn't the prettiest game, that's for sure. It wasn't a pretty win, but who gives a fuck? Um, I don't, know why I don't I think we've played a pretty game since <laughs> 2006, but uh, <laughs> yeah, if it gets results, yeah. it gets results. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, but, like, I'll tell you what, the boys defended. Mm-hmm. Very well. Like, it was a clean sheet. I think it's... I think... It, it, I, I actually, I, I won't say a, a date, but it's the first either... It's the first two clean sheets we've gotten in a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm talking years and years. And also, on that note, being consecutive clean sheets as well. Um, I don't know if it's the first time ever at a World Cup. It might be. I don't I know. wouldn't be um, surprised at all. Yeah. Um, so that really... Uh, uh, that I think that alone is is a fucking huge win, an absolute huge win for the Australian boys and for us fans as well. Um, just yeah, amazing. Obviously, being Tunisia was sick, um, but then to come out and as the results ended up being, it was a must win. But we didn't know at the time. Fucking won anyway. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Um, yeah, and. Oh, like, holy, uh, yeah. Do you see that? By the way, just real quick. Do you see that French team that they put out against Tunisia? Yeah, they had, like, Camavinga at left back, and, yeah, it was, it was very odd. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, wasn't great, that's for sure. Um, I think on paper it was still good enough to beat Tunisia, but, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, anyway, boys end up... Uh, Getting the job done against, and I think we had it, we were talking about it before. Denmark were ranked, a uh, ranked tenth, excuse me, and we were ranked thirty eighth. Um, which, again, we were just having a conversation before about it. Doesn't really mean anything once the World Cup started. Like upsets happen, um, and yeah, love to see it. So 
I'm pretty sure we'll we'll pay like three or four dollars to beat Denmark. By the way. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Not condoning, obviously, ir- irresponsible gambling, but um, good odds. Good odds yeah. there if anyone got on that. <laughs> um, obviously, always gamble responsibly. Um, but, <laughs> or don't. Yeah, no. We can't control yeah. it. <laughs> um, but no, nah, seriously, like, that was that was awesome. Um, I just, fuck, like, just so heartwarming to get to the round of 16. But after beating Denmark, I, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, mate, I um, still haven't quite recovered from the old flu or cold, um, pretty much every year, anyway, um, yeah, for them to get to the round of 16, which I'll, I'll put my hand up and say, yeah, I didn't think we were going to make it as well, I was unfortunately having lower expectations with just beating Tunisia would have been awesome. Beating Denmark was fucking amazing. Um, yeah. Just just awesome. Um, and yeah, sorry, I could really ramble on about that for a fucking long time. They definitely deserve the praise and all the admiration that they're getting from Australian football fans and even outside of Australian football fans, just like Australians in general. Like, There's been a lot of people... Um, What's the female cricket commentator's name? Mel McLaughlin, is that her? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, um, I can't remember. She was yeah. getting asked a cricket question and then she just started rambling about like the Socceroos and just didn't understand the question because that's all she was thinking about like prior to the Denmark game. Um, yeah, yeah, right. True, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Just during the, the Windies the, game? I believe so, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, just the praise that that team and Graham Arnold's getting uh, countrywide is great, and I think it's definitely deserved. Um, I've been reading rumbles that Harry Souter, our centre-back's got a few fairly heavy links to a Premier League team. I don't know who yet, um, but even that, like, that's recognition in itself to move from Stoke to the Premier League. That's fucking huge, like, from the performances of one tournament. Um, that would be massive for him and his class. I think he deserves a move like that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's a fucking big boy, too. He's a big yeah. boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that would be awesome to to see an Aussie in the Premier League. I think... Oh, I'm, like this could be way, way, way ahead, but like, and and being too optimistic about this, but like, it seems that these results have really put Australian football in the right direction. Um, if uh, like Harry Sutar was to move to a Premier League team and start uh, week in, week out, it would be like going back to the Timmy Cahill days or the Harry Kewell days, Mark Schwarzer. Um, with, yeah, Viduka. Oh, yeah, fuck out of here, Viduka. Um, yeah, even Adam Moy in more recent times, Mila Yednak. And, like, for so long well, since then, we haven't really had, an, like, an Australian in the Prem. And I had think Matt us, Ryan at Arsenal for, like, five minutes, but it's about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think for us, like, even when Adam Moy was at Brighton, no, Huddersfield, sorry. Um, it kind of, um, it kind of gave me a bit of a soft spot for that team because 
you want to see Australians doing well in the Premier League. Like, I don't know why, 100% do. Um, I'd love to see more in the in the Premier I know there's a, there's a lot in the Scottish League, but obviously it's not quite the same. Um, but I'd, I'd love to see Harry Sutar in the, in the I'd love to see more of him in the Prem. Um, mm-hmm. And it's possible, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think they, a few of them made a case for a big move, whether it's to the Premier League or not. I think during the tournament, there's a few guys there that definitely made a case for a move. Um, so yeah, then we'll see what happens in January, see if any of them get a, get shifted anywhere. Yeah, um, absolutely, mate. Yeah, I, I dare say Harry Sutar will be probably... I mean, there's a number... There is a huge number of Premier League teams that could do with a, a quality centre-back. I'm not saying he's Premier League uh, top 10 quality, but he's 100% better than some of the centre-backs. I mean, fuck, at the moment I'd take him over like a five-year-ago Jacques Run Mustafi, that's for sure. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, or a Socrates or a fucking beaten-up David Louise. Like, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so, anyway, um, yeah, is there any other round of six, no, um, group stage matches you want to quickly talk nah, about? No, no more group stage games, man. I think probably could move on to round of 16, I think. Um, we've only got two more games of those left at the time of recording. That was Portugal, Switzerland, and someone else. Uh, Morocco and Spain. Yep, gotcha. Um, they're... Again for us, uh, tomorrow morning, excuse me, 1am and 5am, yeah, I will be at work for the Portugal-Switzerland game, and I probably won't get up for the Morocco-Spain game. Absolutely not, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I, if I was starting later, I think I would, but um, yeah, um, it's going to be a bit of a tough ask. Um, but yeah, Portugal-Switzerland... What do you reckon, mate? Um, I'm in the same boat. I'd love to watch that. Won't be able to because of work. Um, I've been backing Portugal since the start to win the lot, um, so I can't really back out there. I think they're going to win and win <laughs> re- re- reasonably comfortably. Um, Switzerland against Serbia in the group stage game in the last one there, they looked unreal. Um, Granite was fucking phenomenal. Um in terms of his footballing, uh, his football that he played that night, but in terms of just like the way he controlled that game, um, logically, but also in terms of winding up the opposition as well, um, he was just yeah, he had everything that game. Um, him and him and Mitrovic going at it for the second half was just fucking delightful to watch, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think Portugal should win that one reasonably comfortably. I'd go two one, three one, something along those lines. So, just going off that Switzerland game, you reckon they didn't quite have it in them, like in terms of maybe... I think they've um, got a, more about them than people are giving them credit for, I think, Switzerland. Okay, okay. Um, I, think they'll, I think they'll be, they'll go toe-to-toe with Portugal, but I think they'll get done by a goal or two. Okay, okay. Um, well, I mean, like that Portuguese side is stacked with, Incredible midfielders, um, mm-hmm. even like obviously forwards as well. Incredible, like oh fuck, I love like uh, one in particular is Bernardo Silva for me. Mm-hmm. He's 
a little magician with the ball. He's so good to watch. Like very uh, fucking... David Silver esque, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is literally. Um, and oh my, God. I mean, Spain's obviously notorious for producing these midfielders that are just fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's he is like a David Silver essentially. A little, he's only a short fella and um, can just drill and just fucking get out tight spaces and. It's just it's just amazing to watch. It really is. Um, yeah, so yeah, Portugal. But yeah, probably going to be too strong, I guess, for them. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, or yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Jacko have a good game still. Obviously, um, he'll probably cause a ruckus in that um, center of the park as he does with... every game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you. You watched that um, Switzerland-Serbia game and you said he played quite well, hey? Yeah, I think he was best on park for sure. Yeah, okay. Did you get man of the match? Um, I can't quite remember. I don't believe so. wouldn't be surprised if he did, though. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, anyway, that's that's irrelevant now. Um, yeah, it... it yeah. I mean, What's two, your two. score prediction for that game, Portugal-Switzerland? What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking like a 3-2. 3-2 mm-hmm. um, to Portugal. I, I do think they're still too good. I mean, obviously, like over the park, they're, they're good. Like In recent years, they've just been pretty dominant up top. But now, yeah, they've got a stacked midfield. Um, they've got Ruben Diaz and Pepe. Pepe still plays for them, hey, I think. Shout out to him, man. He's fucking killing it. He is killing it. He's captain, bro. He's killing it. Oh, true. 38. Oh, true. Yeah. Holy fuck. Fourth fourth World Cup in a row. He's been captain. Fuck yeah. That's that's huge, hey. Yeah. Fuck, that's huge. Um, Yeah. Still getting the best out of him, obviously. Yeah. I think that back line's a bit underrated, if anything, Portugal's. Yeah. Obviously, you got Ruben Diaz, though. He's... Jao Cancelo. Oh, no, no, Mendes oh. just gone home. He's just gone home, actually. He's done his thigh, I think Mendes has. Oh, poor bugger. Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joao Cancelo, fucking one of my favourite players to watch. Yep. Just, oh, me, he's so good. He could play anywhere in the park, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Fucking incredible. Um, oh, yeah, how did I forget about him? But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think... Yeah, a 3 2. 3 2 to um, Portugal. Yeah, 3 2, maybe 4 2, I don't know. Maybe 3 1. I'm going to go 3 1. Yep. Yeah, me too. Is that what you said? Yeah, I said 3 1, 2 okay. 1, something along those lines. I think they'll get over by one goal, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, Morocco, Spain. What do you reckon? <sighs> I think that could be an upset. Um, like, not... Yeah, maybe, like, an extra time. Morocco just nicks something, or maybe it goes to pens. Um, I, do, I don't think Spain have it this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, like, logically, you'd say Spain, but I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised to see an upset there. Um, okay. I'll go... Yeah, I'll go Morocco by a goal. I think that's my prediction. Yeah. And or, like a little... and or penalties. Yeah, okay. Um, I was thinking maybe like a 
117th minute goal kind of thing yeah. to Morocco. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, I do see them going through. Um, oh, I haven't watched Morocco <laughs> once. I can't confidently name one player outside of Ziyech from Chelsea. Um, I don't know how the Hakimi. fuck they've. I don't know how the oh, Hakimi, of course. I don't know how the fuck they've got there in the first place. Um, I haven't watched them <laughs> once. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, go, I'm going. I'm going there. Oh God knows. Yeah. God knows. <laughs> We do love an upset. We love an underdog story anyway. Um, yep. But yeah, that's um, that's the last two games for the round of 16. Um, so we had games... Holland and USA. Holland won that one 3-1 with Matt Turner from Arsenal getting man of the match. Um, I watched that game with a few mates. Um I thought that was quite generous that Matt Turner got made of the match, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, Holland were just too good. Um, USA didn't have it. Their centre-backs looked fucking ordinary. Um, and, yeah, Matt Turner looked really quite shaky for the most part, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't impressed by USA at all. Um, Pulisic was awful. Um, and, yeah, Holland were just too good. A couple of the goals they scored were just really classy, just very almost typical Holland goals. A lot of uh, just great build-up play and a tidy finish from Memphis for the first goal, um, and they were just too good. You didn't catch any of that game, did you? No, I didn't. Um, I think because uh, Hoog and um, Ryan were up that night, I th- I think Hoog actually got up for it. Um, I watched a little bit of it. Um, Hoog being our Hoog being a good friend who is from Holland. Yeah, <laughs> um, fucking great bloke. Shout out, mate. Um, yeah, I I'll actually raise my hand and say I was fucking wrong. I'd yeah, I, I don't know. I think they've actually been playing pretty well this World Cup, and to me, I. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought they were kind of still, you know, not the greatest team, but they've really proven me wrong. Um, it seems that they've they're really cohesive, um, and yeah, like I said, they had actually quite a good, like not just a shit, like a shit, a scrappy goal or just out of luck. Like they've actually had some good team goals, um, and I think that's impressive in itself, really. Uh, especially with the build-up to the World Cup, like these teams didn't have long at all to prep, um, and they're coming out and scoring good team goals. I think it's really impressive to see. Yep. Um, to hear that Matty Turner didn't have a great game is not what you really want to hear as an Arsenal supporter. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Maybe I was you... being a little bit overly critical, um, but... Yeah, like, obviously, he's got man of the match out of it, so maybe I was being too harsh, but, yeah, I thought he was very ordinary. Looked very shaky yeah. any time the ball came to his feet. Um, obviously, we know he's a great shot stopper. Um, he's very good with his hands, um, but, yeah, for any time the ball was being played back to him or he had to clear the ball, he just looked, yeah, just... Shaky. I don't know what the word... Yeah, shaky's probably the best word, I think. It's just, yeah, very nervous. Nervous, yeah. Maybe nervous is the best word. Yeah. Um, as an Arsenal supporter, we all know that Lena was a sick goalkeeper. Like, 
he was the difference between getting fourth and fifth a couple of those years, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Arteta came in and he wants to play this really attractive way of playing out from the back and Lano was not great. Um, we we all saw that instantly and to to see that Matty Turner's in, you know, in that similar boat is not great as well. Being our backup goalkeeper, like we all see how confident Ramsdale is with the ball at his feet. It's fucking amazing. Like it's so good. The confidence is at an all-time high. Like he doesn't give a fuck who's running at him. Like, and that's what you want from your goalkeeper playing out from the back. Um, yeah, it, it's not overly. It doesn't put a lot of faith in us. I guess is all I'm trying to say. Like for Matty Turner trying to get a good run at Arsenal. Um, Excuse me. Um, yeah, it, it's not it's not what you want to hear. But anyway, they've um, they've yeah obviously been knocked out by uh, yeah Holland, and now he gets to go back and start training up again. I guess. So, yeah, I wonder yeah. if he'll go back to London or if he'll meet up with the boys in where are they at now? Saudi Arabia. Or UAE? Yeah. Oh, Dubai, yeah. UAE. Dubai, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm pre- it's in Dubai, but... Yeah, Dubai, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's UAE. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sweet, sweet. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, he might go there. He probably will go there. It's just around the corner. Basically... Um, yeah, that's all I had for that game, bro. It's, um, what did we have next? It was, ah, yeah, Argentina and Australia. Um, can, yeah, go more in-depth with this one, I think, um, than any other game. It meant the most to us so far, I think. Um, as I said previously, I didn't expect us to make it out of the group, so to stand there and go toe-to-toe with Argentina for a full game and have it only be 2-1 is just... It fucking makes you really, really proud, doesn't it? Yeah, mate. Proud is one of the main words we can use as Australian supporters. As Australian fans, like, just, yeah, that was awesome. That was heartwarming. That was so wholesome to see them put up a good fight. Yeah, like, Matty Ryan didn't have a, like, obviously gave away a goal. Um, mistakes happen. Um, it's exactly what Graham Arnold said, like, like mistakes happen. And yeah, to go to yeah, like I said, to go toe to toe with them was just awesome. Yeah, just yeah, it was so fucking good. I'm speechless thinking about it. Hey, like yeah, we lost, but yeah, our like to put up a fight against one of the World Cup favourites was was amazing. And I was speaking to you about this earlier. Like we just won the World Cup in the rugby league. Um, Australia beat Samoa like thirty to f- thirty to ten. Oh no, thirty to ten was it? Yeah, thirty to ten. Yep. Awesome, right? So fucking good. So stoked for the boys. However, for me, it was a bigger achievement to see the Socceroos get to the round of sixteen, and yeah, have a fucking not a great performance, but to not be a blowout of the park and to actually possibly could have won, at least could have gone to extra time, was just fucking amazing. It was so good. Like, went to work after that, just 
best vibes. Everyone was stoked. People who didn't even watch soccer, like, or football, sorry. Stoked. Absolutely stoked. And it's all over the news and just watching, like, Jackson Irvine and Graham Arnold with their post-match uh, interviews. They were stoked. Like, it was just, it was so good, man. I just could, could not be happier as a as an Australian supporter. Um, yeah, I mean... Again, we lost, and it's weird, celebra- like, not celebrating a loss, but, like, celebrating Australia, I guess, and how far they went is, yeah. I, I could, sorry, yeah, I could really fucking dribble on about this. <laughs> um, I think it's been celebrated yeah. quite hard, though, because of how far, I guess, that football federation's come over the last, like, internationally anyway. Um, obviously, there's issues, issues like grassroots football and all of that. Um, but to see... You know, maybe rewind four years ago, that Australian team was ordinary, um, and to come out and overachieve in many ways, it's yeah, we've lost against Argentina, but really, it's a massive fucking win to even be at that game. I think, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, exactly. it, was, it was painful because we, especially like we had a chance right at the end there. Um, Emmy Martinez pulled out a really, really good save. Um, yeah, as you say, like could have maybe sent it to the extra time. Who knows what would have happened from there? But I don't know. I think Argentina. I said this to you earlier. I think Argentina have sort of been in second gear for most of the tournament. Like they've got a lot of improvement they could and probably will make. I think um, they really they created a lot of chances and could have had three or four. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, bounces just didn't go their way. Um, there was a few very wasteful shots. Um, Latoura Martinez had a stinker of a shot. He should have scored that 10 times out of 10. Um, and then obviously you've got, you know, Messi pulling strings for that team. It's It makes it difficult um, on a good day. And I think we did reasonably well considering, or very, very well considering. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah. Leonel Messi, you don't really need to speak of a lot, a lot about him. He's obviously the best in the world. Best ever, I'll happily say. Best ever, absolutely a, correct. Yeah, we've always been strong believers in that. And um, to be honest, like I, I hope they do go through and, and win now. Um, I, like, I'd love to see Messi get a World Cup under his belt. It would like If it hasn't already put the... Uh, the Ronaldo Messi debate to to bed, which I know we are hundred percent on the same page. Like Messi's, yeah. Do you see the 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 stat? Oh, I swear I, I should have had it up earlier. Um, I thought I saved it, but where Ronaldo and Messi are in comparison to like a thousandth game, incredible. Like Messi fucking outdoes him by heaps, and yeah. I thought it was. Oh, no, I thought it was the other way around for some reason, but, um, yeah, anyway, so I'm not, I'm not going to go into that, but for Australia... It's like... funny, any time I've had that sort of like conversation about Messi versus Ronaldo with anyone, just to keep it sort of civil, if I'm having a conversation with someone who thinks Ronaldo is the greatest footballer of all time, I, just to not start a riot, tend to say, I think... Ronaldo is the greatest goal scorer of all time, but Messi is the best football player of all time. But it's yeah. getting kind of hard to actually say that now just because Messi's um, 
goals that he's created, like both assisted and scored, it's it is above Cristiano. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't really know why it's a conversation still. Like I get it, but I don't at the same time. Um, <laughs> people have their opinion and they're entitled to that, obviously, even if it's wrong and can be proven that it's tangibly incorrect. But if they want to <laughs> keep flogging that dead horse, then they can feel free. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. like you said, everyone's got their own opinions, and that's fine too. Um, that's why we love football as well, because, you know, we all form our own opinions and and mm-hmm. um, gives us something to be fucking passionate about. Um, just like going back to uh, the Socceroos, like it's, yeah, it's fucking amazing. But yeah, um, I hope Argentina do go on and win now. I wanted them, I wanted them to win beforehand. And I, not Not against Australia, but like, Going into the World Cup, before it kicked off, I want Argentina to win. Like Whether they will or not, I'm not too sure. Like I said, they still have a few gears to kind of move into if they do want to win the World Cup. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. They might really pick it up against Argent- uh, against um, Holland, sorry. Mm. Yeah. But um, again, looking at that game from from an Australian point of view, just awesome. Um yeah, and I think it will have a big effect on yeah the roots of of uh, like a football in Australia. Sorry, um, I, I think it will. I think it really will. And yeah, I, I hope it does have that impact that maybe we can go back to like a better generation of footballers. Because um, like I was saying earlier, it has really dropped off um, over the last. Well, probably, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say that, actually. Because um, you think back to, like, you know, Tim Kale obviously wasn't that long ago, but we stood into that well, like, in 2010 and 2014 and 2018. Um, I'll never forget his, his, like, his goal against the Netherlands, though. Holy fuck, mm. that was... I'll never forget that. But, yeah, anyway, it, it was just... It was so good to see him put up a fight true fucking Aussie ticker honestly Aussie spirit like yeah just just awesome it was so fucking good to watch I'll um yep. I'll put it to bed there because I could really ramble on about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah anything else you want to talk about on that note mate on that match ah uh, uh, nah man I think we fit the nail on the head there shout out to the boys yeah um absolutely. might move on to France <laughs> Uh, France 3, Poland 1. Did you catch any of that yeah. game? I did not. No, sorry. Um, it was the 1am game. Um, I'm yep. pretty sure up here in Queensland. I may have been working as well. Yeah, it was yesterday. So, um, yeah, I started work early again. It's a sh- yeah, it's yep. obviously you can't help it with the times, but it's not great. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is, so... The final, though, just out of curiosity, is that 1am? On Monday the 19th, I will be watching that, obviously. Um, is that when the final is, on the 19th? 19th of December, 1am. Uh, so Perfect. Morning, I'll be on a holiday then. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I, I, didn't I didn't get catch, to see much of it, sorry. I didn't catch any of it, yeah. Um, obviously... Giroud scored that takes him to France's top goal scorer of all time. Um, you got 
yeah, you got any thoughts on that overtaking on Ray? Um, yeah, I like. Don't get me wrong, Henri's. Yeah, we uh, we don't need to fucking speak about Henri. Could probably do a whole podcast on just Henri. Um, however, I'm stoked for Giroud. I really am. I fucking love Giroud. I think he's one of the most under, like, literally one of the most underrated strikers of like our, not our time, but like the last. Excuse that truck driving five. past. Yeah, easy, mate. <laughs> um. Yeah, one of the most underrated strikers of the last 10 years, I reckon you'd say. He's getting on now. Um, he is getting on, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just think he's so fucking good. Um, I I think he deserves it as well. And, like, he's... What are, uh, like, just really quick. I'm pretty sure he's, like, uh, 36, maybe. Yeah, we looked this up last podcast. I said 38, but he was 36. Oh, yeah, yeah 36, yeah. Fuck, what, what, Oh, we beat his dick, don't we? Um, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on him overtaking Henri? I'm in the same boat, man. I'd love to see it. You and I both, yeah, admire him loads. Um, spoke about him plenty. Um, yeah, I didn't. I haven't actually seen the goal. I might go back and watch it. But I'm um, sure it was just typical Giroud number nine goal. Just, yeah, probably a fucking header, I think. No idea. Um, did you say it? <laughs> I didn't see it, mate. Actually, no. no. You know what? I... Obviously, we're so used to Optus Sport here in Australia. We're able to watch every goal the next day, like pretty much at 7 a.m., um, right after like the last game. And with it being on SBS, I really haven't been able to stay up with the, the goals that have been scored and like the highlights. I really haven't, um, which is probably just poor research from me. I'm sure it's easy as, but... <laughs> it, it, yeah, it uh, is very easy. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I thought so. Um, yeah. Is it on SBS on, on demand? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, they've got a YouTube channel as well where I just post like a two-minute video of each game. Okay, okay. I'll um, have to go and watch a few, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, yeah, France 3-1 over Poland. That sounds about right. Um, on paper, I think they probably could have won by more. Um just in terms of the quality that France has and the depth they have and a really good coach as well. Um, but, yeah, I think they're going to go really deep in this tournament, I think. Um, sky's blue as well, water's wet. Um, it's quite an obvious thing to say, <laughs> but, yeah, they've, yeah, they're just too good. Um, unless there's a serious bad shit from them, I think, yeah, they should be right up there because they've got England now, haven't they, in the next, they do, in the next round? They do, yeah. Sunday morning, 5am. It is not coming home whatsoever. (laughs) Excuse me, fuck. Oh, I think that could be Um, a serious humbling, actually. I I really do. I think France could, yeah, knob them, yeah. Yeah. Watching, um... Watching Mbappe, fucking Christ, he's good. Yeah. He will tear Maguire to shreds. Fucking, he'll send him back to Leicester City. He'll send him back to Hull. Can you can you imagine him running it like Luke Shaw out wide? <laughs> God, oh no, yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, if he is like a four or five nil, oh my God! I, well, I haven't even. That's for I honestly, sure. haven't thought about it till now. I think that could be a genuine humbling. I think England. Yeah, it could be. Um, Obviously, shout out to our boy Saka. We want to see him do well. Um, however, 
I would love to see England crash and burn. I really would. And I'm sorry if there's any English fans out there listening. Um, nothing, yeah, <laughs> nothing against you guys. I just, I'd love to see him crash and burn. <laughs> <laughs> I would, um, from but... the perspective of, I don't want to see Jordan Pickford playing over Ramsdale anymore. Um, yeah. I'm not, I get it. Like, Pickford plays well Which... for England, but... Ramsdale is clear, in my opinion, um, and I don't know why he doesn't play. Um, I get it, Southgate has his favourites, and he's going to pick who he's going to pick, um, but yeah, I think that's just really quite naive, to be honest. Um, and then, obviously, Ben White, he's gone home as well to deal with some family issues. He left the World Cup quite early, left a few days ago, um, so hopefully that situation's all good. It hasn't been disclosed yet what's going on. Mm. Um, I don't think it needs to be disclosed necessarily. I think that's just private and he just needs to get his head right for the restart. Um, and hopefully that situation's all good. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, sh- as you said, shout out to Saka, but I actually think that could be pretty ugly for England. When was that? Sunday morning, you said? Sunday morning, mate. Yeah, 5 a.m. Yeah, cool. 6 a.m. for you. Yeah. Um, I'll 100% be watching that game. Um, yeah. Yeah, on that note, while we're talking about England, um, yeah, the first half an hour was... Uh, so, moving on to the England-Senegal game, sorry. The first half an hour was pretty ordinary from England. Mm-hmm. Um, they did step it up, and in that half an hour, uh, I hate to say it, but Pickford actually did pull some fucking unreal saves. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, again... Yeah, oh, God... I mean, you just look at where Everton are. You look at where Arsenal are. I know it's, you, you can't go off just those, uh, just that point of view and just that fact. But like, fuck, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ramsdale is at least second in the league for clean sheets behind Edison. He's maybe? correct. Or maybe third. Yeah. yeah, second. Okay. He was second um, when the when it wrapped up. Yeah. Okay, and I know that obviously has a lot to do with the defence as well, but. I think it's um, yeah chalk and cheese between them two. Again, Southgate has his favourites. Just like oh god, just like how he starts fucking Mason Mount over Phil Foden. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel like that was a one game oh. thing. Um, I yeah. said this to you not long ago. Like I think Mount would be like my fourth pick to play the ten in that England team. But um, yeah, anyway. It is what that it that is. might just be my bias against Chelsea, I guess. But yeah, like realistically, <laughs> I, he's not the starting ten for me anyway. Yeah, neither. Um, and I think he's like he's not a bad player. I just think that Southgate slash not all English fans beat his dick off a little bit too much. Um, Wholeheartedly but, agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, apart from that, like yeah, obviously our boy Saka got a goal, which is good. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty dominant performance after half an hour. Like, I'll be 100% honest. Like, it, it, was, it wasn't a great game as well to add to that. Yeah, it was 3 0, but it was still fucking pretty ordinary. Yeah. Um, yeah, so them going into France. Um, just, to, just to throw back to the, the French point of view, <clears throat> I'll raise my hand and say I was wrong because, oh, like, in terms of how far they've gotten. Um, going off history, 
which has always prevailed in the in terms of the World Cup. The team that had just won the World Cup before, so France, have crashed and burned. Um, it's been like that for a long time now, and uh, and this is no like I'm no fucking conspiracy theorist or anything like that. I'll just be hundred percent clear about that. <laughs> um, it's just interesting to see, like, with even with the team that Germany had after they won. It was still fucking sick and they crashed and burned. Same as Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, same as Italy in 06 and they crashed and burned in 2010. Um, to see France go through, yeah, maybe I was just too naive in, in trusting history. So it, this, I think, would be the, work, the first, if they win, hypothetically, it would be the first time a country has won twice in a row. I'm pretty sure about that, um, which is huge. Imagine if they do win. Like, holy fuck. Um, yep. Still a long road ahead, but, yeah. I'd be sh- I'd be shocked if they won, actually. I'd be mm. very shocked. Um, yep. What are your... Th- yeah, you're, sorry, just to... Um, quick, yeah, to go back to that um, England-Senegal game. Um, you didn't watch it, hey? Uh, I watched the highlights. I woke up to watch it. I was <laughs> nursing a bit of a hangover slash headache um so yeah i was in in and out of sleep for that game but i watched the highlights after the game and i think it was as you say it wasn't a super entertaining game um obviously yeah stoked to see saka get a goal um the other two arsenal boys obviously can't get a run um but yeah it is what it is man like senegal are a good not a great team england should be winning that game fairly comfortably on paper i think anyway um, yeah. yeah, they got the job done, so fair play to them. Yeah, yeah, buddy oath. Um, yeah, so pretty much, I'm pretty much happy to wrap it up there with England-Senegal. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, so we just previously went over some prediction, yeah, so honest prediction with the England-France game. What are your thoughts? Did you want to touch on Japan, Croatia and Brazil and South Korea? Oh, yeah. That, okay. that was this morning. That was this morning. Yeah, no, no, 100%. Yep. Um, Did you catch any of those? No, I was at work. Yeah. Ah, yeah, perfect. We briefly touched on it at the start of the year. Um, oh, yeah, of course we did, sorry. Yeah, um, that's the case. So. Um, Brazil now versus Croatia, which I believe Brazil should win comfortably. Should. Should win yep. comfortably being the key word there. Um, whether they do or not, it's a different story. What do you think, mate? Yeah, you what do you reckon? Can't you can't take anything for granted there? Like Croatia, are good, not an outstanding team. They're a very good team, not a great team. Um, and Brazil are just coming into form now, where everything they do looks fucking superb. So like, it's hard to go past them. Um, I can't see them shitting the bed at any point in that game. Um, I think that'll be fairly comfortable, like a two. I don't think Croatia scores, so two, three, two or three nil, I think, to Brazil. Yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I can see that happening. They're, obviously, they have um, Luka, Luka Modric, which mm-hmm. is a fucking incredible midfielder. Um, I'm not uh, even going to bother trying to pronounce his name, but they're centre-back. Um, do you know the one I'm talking <laughs> about? He's being linked yeah, to... 
Yeah, plays for Leipzig at the moment, I think. Yeah, I think so. He's been linked to Real Madrid and all of those sorts of big clubs. He's been... I haven't watched Croatia yet, but apparently he's been sensational. Um, how do you pronounce that name? Do you want to give it yeah. a go? No, yeah, Dayan Lovren. Is that who you're talking about? <laughs> That's the one, I think. <laughs> That's the one. No, I think it's... Um... Oh, yeah. I feel bad. Oh, yeah. I think it's Gvardiol. No, that's 100% not it, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) It'd be Josko Josko Gvardiol. I don't know. Close enough, I think. Yeah. (laughs) 20 years old. Um, Yeah. One of the bigger names in in terms of centre-backs now, isn't he? Well, in terms of rumours, rumours for centre-backs and moving elsewhere, look, he's definitely the guy at the top of the list right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely, he is. Yeah, it's um, yeah, he's hot property by the seams of it. So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who he goes to, um, along with the rest of the Modric, uh, the um, Modric, uh, the Croatian team. Um, no real standouts. Kovacic isn't too bad. Perisic isn't too bad, even though he's a fucking potato that plays for Spurs. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Kramaric, look, it, it, it's, it's okay, it's, but... It's good, but it's not great at all. Yeah. Yeah, there's no 2000, 2000, what, you'd say, 2015 uh, Mandzukic up top. Fuck, he was not bad um, for Croatia. Um, yeah, so I see Brazil comfortably winning that, maybe 3-0, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 3-4-0. Um, again, could be wrong, but we'll see what happens. They are playing on Saturday, 1 a.m. I reckon. Yeah, okay. that. Yeah, I would um, too, actually, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and then following that game will be Netherlands and Argentina, Holland and Argentina. I hope Argentina win. I really do. Whether they will or not, I'm not too sure. Hopefully they turn up. Hopefully they fucking really switch on. If they do, it could be a it could be a very big upset. But well, not a big upset. Sorry, it could be a big scoreline if they turn up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, mate? Um, I'm quite biased towards Messi. Um, so I'll take that out of it for this. But I do think that Argentina will get up. I think it'll be fairly close. I don't think it'll be anything near a humbling or anything like that, but I do think Argentina will get it over them, maybe by a goal, maybe two, but, yeah, I think it'll be pretty close and an entertaining game because the way Holland played against USA the other day, if they can play like that, um, it'll be a very, very close game, I think. Yeah, it could be on for a fucking ripper, ripper game, eh? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And, and like that's what we're all about too. Like we're at the we're at the quarterfinals now. We want to see these sick games. Like we want to see a fucking like a yeah ten out of ten game. We want to see opportunities missed. We want to see like see opportunities taken. Um, fucking red cards. We want it all. This is what we live for in terms of yeah. the World Cup. Like fuck I yeah. think um, Spain and Morocco should be the last. Uh, Boring is a harsh word to use, but <laughs> the last sort of like not super exciting game of the tournament, I think. Yeah, I the think rest so. of them should be fairly fairly spicy, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, and on that note, so we could be wrong in saying 
Brazil will fucking flog Croatia because it might not happen. Um, mm-hmm. And it could be a close game. It could be a 2-1. Like, yep. this is the World Cup. We never know. Um, but yeah, I do agree with you. Morocco, Spain. Yeah. I see, mm, yeah, probably Portugal beating that, um, whoever wins out of that game, because uh, I think mm-hmm. Portugal will go through. That's obviously thinking ahead, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I do, I think it's a really good thing now that they have started to spread them out, so it gives them fucking just more time to just chill out and recover and then Mm -hmm. get back into a bit of light training. Um, So now the games are on this weekend for us, Saturday and Sunday, all four games. Um, So... Whoever wins out of Morocco, Spain, Portugal, Switzerland will get the least rest. But for the rest of them, though, it'll be um, it'll be good, good rest. Uh, should be back to full, yeah, fully like being fully fit, I guess. Um, yeah, so yeah, in for an absolutely cracking finish to the World Cup, I think, mate. Yeah, absolutely, bear. Yeah. I'm just looking at them now. I think it's going to be fucking fantastic. I'm so yep. off at that. Argentina and Brazil on the same side. But, um, yeah, look, it is what it is. So, either way, we could see some good finals, good semifinals too out of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Did, um, yeah. did you want to speak about anything else in terms of the World Cup? No, I think that might wrap it up for part one. Speaking about the World Cup, we might move into part two, have a little break and come back and speak about... Not a great deal of Arsenal news, mainly just Jesus' knee injury and the issues surrounding that, I guess. Um, so we'll be have a little break and come back for that one. Alright, welcome back to part two. Um, there's not a great deal of Arsenal news to speak about, um, but the one thing we are going to speak about is going to take up a little bit of time because it is big news. Um Gabriel Jesus' knee, his knee injury that he picked up during the World Cup. Um, Initially, it was reported to be about a three-week thing, but it's since been confirmed that he does have to have surgery and it's going to be at least three months out, which gets him to, what, sort of March? Um, Pretty much, mate, yeah. Fucking, fucking horrible. Um, Literally, like, worst-case scenario. Um, You and I had spoken in depth about we will pick up an injury um, and it's quite literally the worst one we could have got during the World Cup um, yeah yeah it's yeah you're right mate you go oh no no I was just it's I'm just fucking speechless about this um, oh god I I, I just yeah, fuck me. At the moment, because like, we said on our first podcast that we thought it was going to be party, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of if it were party, I think it would have been nearly, oh, it's hard to say, better, like a better case scenario, but like, I don't think we expected it to be Gabriel Jesus, that's for sure. And now it's no. proper fucked us in the ass. Like, this is not, this is not good. This is, the the least this is the the worst injury that could have happened to us as you said and it's happened and 
Oh, it's just a fucking headache, seriously. Um, it's quite oh, literally like the most on. stressed and most stressed and upset I've been for like months now. Um, yeah, it's fucked. It's just got so many thoughts going through my head, what we're going to do, how we're going to line up, what that means for January. Um, if that three months is even like a realistic time scale, if it gets pushed back. Um, yeah, man, there's just so many fucking negatives and things that just make you unsure going forward about what we're going to do. Um, obviously, like, we've got Emil coming back, so that gives us a bit more depth and rotation up top. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of wanted to pick your brain, like, with that sort of front three. Um, uh, like, realistically, if it stays how it is now and we don't get someone in January, or even, sorry, bef- like prior to January, let's say, um, how would you be lining up that front three, um, assuming that Emil is back and fit, um, as he's rumoured to be? Um, <laughs> it's amazing how much, how, how many thoughts we fucking go through in terms of the last two days and thinking about this fucking question. Oh, God, I just... I don't know. I think... Um, it's it's going to be Eddie and Kedia up top mm-hmm. if we don't sign someone. Hypothetically, if we don't sign someone in January. Marty out left. Oh, sorry, that is Gabriel Martinelli. Um, I've got to stop saying that. And Saka, all right. Again, if he doesn't fucking get injured. Um, oh, it's just really not... <sighs> We've banged on about him for so fucking long. About, yeah, yeah like, he doesn't have the stats that, uh, like, a striker does. Um, like a Harry Kane or, you know... Um, like a, even a Salah's not a striker, he gets fucking incredible stats. Um, but his his work ethic is is what he brings to the table. It's so fucking good, honestly. And I know we were speaking about this previously, like just before the potty. It reminds me of like a Sanchez and how like hungry he is for the ball. That South American instinct, like he just fucking he has to win it. He. He just works his ass off, and now, like, no disrespect to Eddie and Kadia, but he doesn't have that, and it's what Gabriel's brought to the table. Like, it's it's just fucking incredible, and and I hope Eddie and Kadia steps up and bangs in some goals. Um, but oh man, I just I just, I don't see it happening. I don't know if that's being really pessimistic or not or maybe it's being realistic I don't know but that top three yeah I don't know man I feel I feel like Martinelli will step up and score most of the goals to me that's the top three though um I'd love to see Martinelli up top and then Emmy back in at left but, yeah, fuck, I'm just so offed about this situation. I'm fucking fuming. Um, mm-hmm. Just, yeah, what what do you reckon, mate? Cause, well, yeah, initially with that team, I think that... Initially with that team, that front three writes itself. It'll be Eddie in the middle, 
Bakayo out right and um, Martinelli out left. Um, if there's going to be times where Eddie's not fit, um, Martinelli will simply have to play in the middle um, and then Emil can play out left. Um, but yeah, I don't know, mate. Like, I think there's two sides of it. Like, if you think back to the last sort of eight, maybe ten games of the Premier League, Jesus hasn't scored. And we, as a team, have been scoring um, without him, um, and we're winning games. So that side of it, you can look at it in almost a positive light, but then you've got to look at the other side of the coin where it's like we're scoring goals because of what Gabriel Jesus is doing. And I don't think it's disrespect. I think it's just calling a spade a spade. Eddie and Gabby, Gabriel Jesus aren't the same kind of player. Eddie has his own qualities. Um, he's a very good finisher. Um, for the most part. Um, he's shown that at youth level. He's shown it a fair bit for us, not as much as we would have liked in the senior team. Um, but I think that's just calling a spade a spade. They play two very different ways. Um, as you said, Jesus's work rate is just levels above where Eddie's is defensively. Um, maybe there's a way around that, and we don't need Eddie to do as much of that, but it's just the way the team is literally set up. Um, but yeah, I don't know, mate. It's a... It's a funny one because I don't even know realistically if they are planning on bringing someone in in January, um, what the plan is there, um, and if this injury does change the plans at all. Um, I've seen on social media a fair bit people speaking about bringing Balogun back from loan from France. Um, I think that has more negatives and positives for the long term. Um, it's just going to stunt his development, and there's it's not logical to say his form in France will carry over to the Premier League if we do bring him back. It's just not logical to think that because um, he's playing really well um, long term. Like for instance, he's got eight goals in thirteen games. Balogun does in France, um, and to bring him back early, I think that'd be a mistake. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We do need the depth and we do need quality. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just that, um, uncertainty that's just fucking like riddling me with anxiety about the whole situation, man. It's really, really fucked. Yeah. Um, we, we all knew that everyone knew that the depth was going to be the downfall. It, I don't want to say there is going to be a downfall because I'm trying to stay fucking optimistic here. Um, yep. But everyone knew Arsenal's depth was going to be questionable, we'll say, um, heading into the second second half of the season. Um, what I mean by that is obviously after the World Cup. <sighs> Fuck, man. Oh, just doing my head in. Doing my fucking head in. I'm studying a fucking university degree here. This is <laughs> harder to wrap my head around than studying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, there's, there's just so many questions that come out of this now that will we have a panic buy in January, which we don't really want to have because... Again, depth in other places is was the priority, and now, um, yeah, fuck's sake, I'm so just 
anyway, it's, um, it's a hard one, man, because I'm trying to be positive about it. Um, and, you know, in terms of having faith in what Mikel and Edu are doing, I'm sure they've had a plan for this anyway. Say if Granite got injured or Bakaya got injured or Jesus got injured, I'm almost certain that they've had a plan to restructure the team in some way that makes it still cohesive and work. Um, and I'm sure there is to a degree, but our January and somewhat to a degree, our December fixtures are fucked, even at full strength. Like, there's a lot of tough games in there. Um, and, yeah, I just don't know how it's going to work, man. It's... Um, I do, I do have faith that Mikel and Edu have a plan, um, whether that's to strengthen in January and hope that the gap stays close um, between second and first until then. Um, but again, there's no guarantee if we do bring in someone in January that they're going to hit the ground running. Um, there's not that many players that are available as an attacking option to be shifted mid-season for a reasonable price and uh, that good enough to hit the ground running. It's just not really realistic, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's as simple as that. I... Yeah, well, I look back to, like, who we were previously linked with. Like, this is ages ago. Like, even, like, a Jonathan David. Isn't, like... Doesn't matter who you put there. I don't think they're filling Gabriel's shoes and what he's brought to this Arsenal team. It's as simple as that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, strikers. Uh, yeah. See, this is it's just such a big fucking problem. So then we don't have like have money to spend on 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 Mudrick and um, Tielemans. Like, even though if if we were to get him for free, that's kind of irrelevant at the moment. Anyway, um, this is just caused a fucking headache, really. Um, mm-hmm. I know you just said that, like, Edu and Arteta are hopefully planning for this, and, and maybe they have, and maybe we're just thinking too far ahead, but I think we're, we, like, obviously our initial thoughts go straight to negative, like, straight to we're fucked. Um and it's easy to, I guess, because of how good Jesus has been for us. Um, but now, yeah, I just, I don't know, mate. I'm just, I'm fucking shocked. I'm absolutely rattled about this, actually. So I've, this pulled, up worst, our, like, I've pulled up our fixture list, and I'll just read out a few key games. So hypothetically, if he gets back in March when he's predicted to... We've got here's a few key games that we've got to play. So we've got Newcastle who sat in fourth in fourth of January. We've got Spurs away on the sixteenth. We've got United at home the following match. Um, we've got City middle of February at home, um, and then that's about it. But the games do come thick and fast. But there are a lot of good like mid teams in there as well. Um, like we've got Brighton away, Brighton this year and no pushovers there. That's on New Year's Day. Um, we've got West Ham on the 27th. Um, shout out me for my birthday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's there's a lot of tough games there, and they do come. And that's only Premier League. Like it's it's not realistic to have Eddie play every minute of every game. Like it just doesn't work. Exactly. Um... And maybe that's where people were thinking of bringing Balogun back to play 
Europa League, play FA mm-hmm. Cup. Because um, obviously like, we need someone. Um, and wh- whether that's Mart- like Martinelli goes to um, goes to striker, which, to be really honest, I would not be opposed to. Um, if there's anyone in our squad that can replace Jesus, it's got to be him because he's got that same hunger for the ball. He's got that same like he'll fucking die before he you know stops trying to win like win the ball. Um, he's got that same hunger for the ball. Like honestly, I it, it's yeah to me it, it's like I'd love to see Martinelli up top. Mm-hmm. I really and I'm pretty sure he's played up top for Arsenal before as well. Yeah, he has in yeah. his early days. Yeah. Yep. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Fuck. Um. Oh man, it's a tough oh, one <laughs> because if we don't have that guy up top who is working like a madman up top, like Gabriel Jesus, it, like him being up there and doing that just lifts everyone else up in that team that's playing at, the, at that moment. It makes them look at him up top and be like, holy fuck, I'm not doing enough here. I need to be better. I need to work harder. And yeah. if, hypothetically, Eddie's up there, um, he hasn't got that work rate. Um, I'm sure he could try. Um, I don't think he's got it in him, really. Um, he's just got different qualities. He's a different player. Um, so that's another concern of mine. Like, if there isn't someone up there setting that example and pressing, um, it's could potentially, like, drop the quality of the team around him, whether that's, like, immediately with, you know, the wingers and the other forwards dropping off or the whole team just sort of... You know what I mean? Like, just Jesus just brings that. Yeah, yeah. So, does, so does Zinchenko as well. Um, ever since those two have come in, it's just an entirely different mindset it's um i'm just a bit frightened we lose that if anything um yeah yeah, i don't know man like there's every chance that we're overthinking it um just based off recent history and beyond of the drop-off um that we've had (laughs) at the end of most seasons um like even last year we knew we didn't have the depth and we fell out of the top four right at the end there um maybe it's just a bit of anxiety from situations like that um, maybe we are overthinking it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just just gonna have to wait and see. Unfortunately, that's all you can do is just wait. Um, and just go week by week. I guess it's um, yeah. Don't know. So it's it's a tough one, yeah. man. Because I initially, with the World Cup being on when it was on, um, six months after it was meant to be, I was I have been and am still against it. Probably more so now, just from a more biased point of view through that injury. Um, but yeah, it's just... <laughs> I don't know, man. The World Cup should never affect club football in the middle of the fucking season. Like, it's just... There's been so many players already that, A, can't play the World Cup because they've been injured playing for their club. <clears throat> like, for a Benzema not to be at the World Cup is fucking sad for everyone who wouldn't want to yeah. see him up top for France. Like... Um, and exactly. there's just countless players like Sadio Mane, stuff like that, um, who spend their whole life dreaming of playing for the World Cup, playing the World Cup for their country, and they just can't do it because it's on when it never has been on, and it's just yeah, it shouldn't be the case. Um, and now it's working in the opposite direction, where the World Cup's now affecting club football, and players are getting injured there, and it's just fucking club football. Um, so yeah, it's not I don't know, been man. A it's a win-win for both. 
parties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry to cut you off there. Um, oh, no, you're right. I mean, I was just going to say, it's just quite a, personally, it's just quite a frustrating one for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, I, f- I feel like you were coming around to the World Cup. Um, because, like, we love the World like, I love the fucking World Cup. It's so good. Um, and, and I feel like you do as well, but you weren't... Oh, and I'm... Don't get me wrong, I'm not happy about it being in the middle of the season either, but I feel like <clears throat> you weren't, you obviously weren't too happy about it. You were like, coming around to to getting around the boys and, and watching the games, but now um, yeah, I feel like that's all been taken away from you. <laughs> yeah, j- just to be transparent, like I do fucking love the World Cup, obviously, who doesn't as a football fan, but yeah, it was just... I don't know, I just took it, and there's so much, like, political shit that's gone into it. I've, I had pushed all that aside, I'm like, fuck it, whatever, I'm not going to deprive myself of it, um, I'm yeah. just going to get stuck in and love it and watch it, um, and now it's just me being probably a bit of a crybaby, I guess, because <laughs> um, my own personal <laughs> issues with that injury, literally, that's the thing that's tipped me off the rails again, but yeah, it, it is what it is, man, it's just one of those things, I'm just going to have to swallow it and move on, um, not going to not enjoy the World Cup because of that. Um, it's just, yeah, one of yeah. those things we're going to have to move past. That's it, mate. Um, it, it it really, it is what it is. Um, and now, yeah, it just, it just sucks that Gabriel, like, like, any, like and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like, I think anyone else, like, were to get injured at the World Cup in terms of Arsenal players, I think we may... Oh, actually, no. No, we can't really say that at all. I, I don't think can't. so, man. Oh, no. But, like, that... <laughs> all all would have um, been really, really bad if they were out for, say, three months with the same injury. All would have been awful. But this one, for me... I would say him and Granite, I think, would be the two hardest ones to swallow. Like, the two hardest ones to replace, I think. Yeah. I was going to say Ramsdale as well. Yeah, but he was never going to play. No, so. I mean, imagine if he were to get injured training, no fucking playing, mm, just our luck. Yep. So, I think my head, would ex- my head would fucking explode, oh. I think, that. <laughs> just talking about Matt Turner earlier. Oh, yeah. Hackers. Um, or even like Bakayo, if he were to get a knock and go down yeah. for a few weeks. Like, yeah. So imagine. I mean, again, we... We pretty much would have put the house on party getting injured at the World Cup. Well, um, I think so. And shout out to him for <laughs> not doing that. Like, God, he's been good. Yeah, I, I hope he's flown back to the um, first team now. And because um, you know, touch wood, he's still in, um, still in Qatar. And fuck, right, you never know. He could get injured just walking up the stairs, going. <laughs> Fuck me, like... <laughs> I'd much um, prefer anyway. him be wrapped up at home in London in bubble wrap, just wrapped up indoors, yeah. no one can touch him. <laughs> yeah, not, just don't even fucking look at him. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... I, I, I wanted to ask you what... Let's say it's the end of Jan, mm-hmm. and we're still top four, and I fucking... I think we still can be top four without Gabriel Jesus. Um, what, like, how how would we how would we get there? Like, so, what do you think is a good hypothetical to to go down? So, like, 
in terms of signings, like, do you reckon we, we could, like, realistically sign someone that could replace him or give him, give us a bit more depth? Like, what, uh, it's, it's a fucking difficult question, but, like, I just, I'm, I'm trying to think ahead in terms of, at the end of Jan, we're still pushing for, you know, let's say the title, because we are at the moment, um, and I guess in terms of the end of Jen, that's only a month after the World Cup had finished. Or, uh, yeah, you know, close enough to. Yeah. 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 Um, so I just... like What what do you reckon is a realistic end of Jen finish with window, like window, like a, a signing and ladder position? Um Realistically, like, how do you think we'll go by that? Because it, like, yeah, I'd have to is... look at the rest of the table and see where they're at, like three and four, for example. Because um, I know we've got games, a game in hand on three and four, um, which is Newcastle and Spuds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It would depend entirely on who, if anyone, we do bring in in January in terms of an attacking player. Um, I think the one with the most momentum, the rumour with the most momentum behind it is Mudrick from Shakhtar, um, which if we do get him, great. Um, We need that depth. I don't think it's a matter of replacing Gabriel Jesus because that's just not realistic. I know it's not a logical thing to hope for, I don't think, because unless you're spending like... 80 million pounds plus on someone like no one's going to want to let their star forward go in the middle of the season yeah. it's just it very very seldomly happens um so if we were to get a bit more depth through someone like uh, mudrick or something like that um just to be clear i don't think we drop out of top four at all this year yeah, um okay. Okay. And even now, in in yeah, even now. Um, in fairness, my that was one of my goals for the year was top four. Um, so I can't moan if we only get top four and we finish third or fourth. I cannot moan whatsoever. It's what I wanted. Um, have I got my hopes up a little bit? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I think that's something I might just have to come to terms with as time goes on. It might not be the case. Um, who knows, man? We might still be able to yeah, come together as a team yeah. and score goals because we're not scoring four, five, six goals a game. It's We're playing well as a team and we're scoring one or two. Um, and if we can carry that on, and who knows, Bakaya might score more. Um, Martinelli might come in. Emil can come in and score goals. We know he can. Even if it's off the bench, he's quite good at that. Um, mm-hmm. Eddie's good enough to play a role. I don't have doubt about that. But it's it's the depth for me, man, and the intensity and the mindset. That's the two big things for me, the two things that are hard to fill um, in the middle of the season, the quality and depth and someone with the head of Gabriel Jesus. It's just, yeah, it's hard to come by. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Sorry the fucking Top. tough one there. No, 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 it's all good. Um, um, it, yeah, it's a bit of a fun one, really, to think about 
I mean, fun, I guess, is a weird word to use, <laughs> but like, um, to think about who, who to bet, to think who we could get, um, yeah, yeah, um, I don't know, because we're not linked with anyone, so it's hard to speculate. Like, you could sit there and just pull names out of a hat, like Wilfred Zaha, he'd be great, but it's not realistic at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um yeah, I don't know. What about yourself? Yeah, what are you? Are, what are you oh. thinking? Um. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being too negative. In like, we'll like we'll drop out of the top four. I don't know. I really don't want to think like that. I really fucking don't. Um, just to be very clear, and maybe I'm thinking. I just like the way I see it is that we rely pretty heavily on Gabriel Jesus, like, and that's why I'm in this negative mind space. Yep. I also do think, because obviously Eddie and Kedia can't play 180 minutes a week, it's not possible, Um, especially over the next three months. It's not possible. So I think we will have to bring in someone, and maybe it is the push to to sign Mudrick. Um, yeah, and if he were to to sign, then maybe put in him or or Emmy. This is all hypotheticals, obviously. And then push Mart like Martinelli up top. I'd fucking love to see Martinelli up top. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was saying before, I think he's got that hunger, that determination to fucking win, to get the ball, to to defend, to yeah, to press, to yeah. I just think he's so fucking good. Um, I think it's maybe an opportunity for him to maybe bag like 15 goals. Um, I don't think it's unrealistic to think that he could score 15 goals, that's for sure. He's got the talent. He's so fucking good. Um, I guess it's an, it's a great opportunity for Eddie to, to step up as well. Maybe like, because I, I don't think he's there yet, um, I really don't think he's there yet in terms of starting each week for for, uh, for Arsenal and now he's kind of forced upon. This might be a make or break for Eddie, actually. Um, I tell you what, if he doesn't perform, then, yeah, things won't be looking too good for him. Um, you yeah. and I had this discussion off-stream prior to recording saying that it's... You know, we've rewarded him with the bigger contract with the wage increase. Um, and towards the back end of last year, before he did start playing, he was on a podcast, he was in the media a little bit complaining about not playing. Um, mm. And he's just simply not going to be able to have that complaint for the next couple of months, two, three months, because he will be playing more football than he has, more first-team football than he has in his entire career. Um yeah. So he's going to have to take that chance and run and show that he can do it. Um, I'm confident in his goal-scoring ability. Um, It's just the other little intangibles outside of that um, that I'm a bit nervous about, but that does take time. Um, It's probably slightly unfair to be comparing him and Gabriel Jesus, someone who's played a lot more. He's, you know, three or four years older. Um... 
he's had a lot more first team football in really good teams and in really good setups. Um, so it's probably marginally unfair to compare the two. Um, but I do think Eddie does have a lot of qualities that are very, very useful. Um, and he, he does know how to finish. He really does. Um, it's just a confidence thing. I think he's going to get an extended run now. And if, who knows if he starts well or maybe he goes and scores three or four in a game or two and then that kicks him off and then who knows where we go from there. But, yeah, it's just the... Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. Just the uncertainty no, that's sort yeah. of fucking with me a bit. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not confident in him. Um, I'll be 100% honest, I'm not confident in him. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's, yeah, also a bit of that uncertainty, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I hope he proves me wrong. I really I really hope he fucking proves me wrong and, and bangs in, yeah, like, what would be realistic, 10 goals, 15 goals? Now? I think ten. I don't, I don't know. Is that ten, ten, ten would yeah. be the best case scenario. I think. Um, I'm just <clears> looking <throat> at a few players' goal contributions now. Like Martinelli's already on five. Um, so for him, as you said, to maybe get towards fifteen, I don't think that's impossible at all. Um, I was just yeah. going to get Bakayo's stats up. Bear with. Yeah, Bakaya's got four goals, six assists already. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. There's yeah, gonna be goals <laughs> scored, I think. But yeah, just I don't know. Uh, I think with Saka's and um, Erdegaard's uh, delivery, like they'll they'll be putting in Keddy on the fucking on a plate. Like I, I don't have any doubt about that. Um, I think Nkadi's just got to fucking take his opportunities. Because, yeah, yeah, the quality's still there in terms of Martinelli, um, Martin Odegaard, and Saka. Like, uh, don't get... Uh, and to throw in, um, obviously, uh, like, Shaka and, and Party as well. To, to got a meal, a meal coming back as well. Yeah, fuck, man. Like, if there's a time that Eddie, like Eddie and Kedia needs to perform, it's now. And I hope yeah. he fucking proves to all Arsenal fans. Because um, I'm sure there are a lot of Arsenal fans that still doubt him. Um, if he if he doesn't and we drop off like a lot, I'm talking a lot, I think he's gone though. I think this is, like I said before, this is going to be make or break for Eddie and Kedia at, at, at Arsenal. Um, mm. And again, maybe... Like, like maybe we're like I'm thinking way too far ahead. Maybe I'm being too pessimistic about an Inkedia. I don't know, but um, I yeah, I hope you really, I really hope he proves me wrong. But uh, yeah, time only time time will tell, mate. Um, yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, I don't know, yeah. Matt. It's a it's a funny one with him specifically because Arteta can't speak highly enough about him. Um, anytime he's asked about him in an interview, he's always like, he's class, he'll get his chance, his time will come. Um, if anything, Mikel's sort of historically been like, it's my fault, I should be playing him more. Um, so Arteta backs him. Um, all the boys in that squad back him as well. Um, obviously, they see him each day training, um, the work he puts in, all of those little intangibles that we don't see. Um 
But yeah, I don't know, man. Like we've, as I said earlier to you, we've been winning games and scoring goals without our striker scoring. Um, yeah. So I'm confident we can keep doing that. It's just, I don't know. It's a hard one. I just don't know how big the drop off is going to be, if any. Maybe that's being too positive. Obviously, there'll be a mm. little drop off, but yeah, I just, I don't know, man. It's a it's just going to mean everyone else is, and they would obviously know this, but everyone else is going to have to fucking step up now and be better. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, like you said before, maybe just before the potty, like we, yeah, or and just then, like we've been getting goals without our striker scoring the majority. However, it's been because of Gabriel Jesus's performance off the ball, um, his hard work, mm-hmm. that we have been scoring goals. So. I I don't know. I really, I, I I'm keen to see how we go. Oh, oh yeah, fuck! I don't know if keen's the right word there. <laughs> <laughs> I am first of all obviously looking forward to watching Arsenal play again. I'm fucking dying to see the boys play. Fucking again now. itching for it, mate. That's another reason why I'm against <laughs> the World Cup, mate. It's just deprived me of the one thing that I look forward to twice a week. It's watching Arsenal Football Club fucking play, and I just can't have it, yeah. and it's so. Fucking frustrating. <laughs> oh fuck me! Like just thinking about like the lineups prehand and like how we play in the weekend, and you know, obviously it, it affects our mood a lot. Um, yeah, it affects our like our mood hugely, hugely. Fuck! I remember going to um to uni and uh, it was after that United loss and fuck me, like I was. Not happy. I mean, even though we could have played all right, we probably could have had, at least had a draw. 100% should have had the draw. Anyway, um, I'm just so keen to, like, to watch him play again, to see fucking yep. Saka, Martinelli, and like Ben. I'm so keen to see Ben White and Ramsdale play again. Fuck me dead. Like, I miss South Ben Coast. White. Get him on. I miss yeah, Ben White like, and just the shit literally. he gets up to, man. He's so fucking funny. And Dude, really, oh, really yeah. talented, obviously, but just the shit, <laughs> the shit he gets up to during a game, like, it's so funny. I'd love to be, like, just inside his brain for a day, hey, fucking hell, he's such a good dude. <laughs> yeah, mate, I, I couldn't agree more with you there. Um, and obviously, like, Zinchenko, Tierney, like, I, I'm just, I'm so stoked just to, to watch the boys play again. Um, yeah. Yeah, in terms of, the striker position. We'll see what happens. Only time will tell. Obviously, it's such a cliche, but it's so true. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll a bit of a fun better. one, like reasonably realistically. If you could bring in one player, who would it be as an attacker? Ooh, now, um, doesn't have to be like uh, ultra <laughs> realistic, but just like a, just a fun one, just to lift the mood a little bit. <laughs> Um, obviously Mbappe would be fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think like, oh, like I've always actually been a big fan of Jonathan David. Um, yeah, you have for I, quite a while, haven't you? Yeah, I, I think he's young. Um, yeah, granted he's, he's only played in the, uh, in the French league, um, for for me, it, it, it'd probably be Jonathan David. I think I I, I really rate him as a striker. Um, yep. Yeah. I 
Yeah, fuck me. I don't know. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll actually, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Jonathan David. I'll fucking back him. So, yeah. As a fun one. Yeah. Jonathan I think he's David worth a sure. big team having a stab at him and seeing how he goes. <sighs> yeah, dude. Absolutely. It's not. It's not super unrealistic anyway. Oh, like no. him at somewhere like a Dortmund or somewhere like that. Like I think he'd do quite well there. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely, mate. I, th- I think yeah. he could thrive, that's for sure. And he's been doing well at Lille. He won it with Lille. Like, yeah, literally. Was it last year or the season before? Last sure. year. Um, it was last year, yeah. Yep. I don't think they're doing that well anymore this year too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, losing Ronaldo is huge. Um, Ronaldo yeah, Sanchez, is. that is. A little fucking animal of a yeah. of a CDM. Um, that is fuck. He's incredibly good. Um, what about you, mate? As a bit of a fun kind of weird shout and bolo. Oh yeah, oath, oath. Yeah, <clears throat> he's um, impressed you at the World Cup. Oh, even prior to that, like he hasn't had a great year domestically this year. Like, he's been okay. I think he's got eight goals or something like that, and probably a dozen games, thirteen games, I think. Um, yeah, okay. But yeah, just watching him play against um, was it Serbia the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah Serbia. Serbia yeah, Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. His work rate was unreal, and he looked really, really talented. Him dribbling with the ball, he's big, he's quick. Um, yeah, he looked fun. Obviously, that'd be a cool little link up with Granite. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah, that's absolutely. a super unrealistic signing like he wouldn't cost too much but yeah obviously not linked with him or anything so yeah of course um maybe a little little snip from uh mitch duke uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> um obviously that's, that will that won't happen um <laughs> but yeah no uh, Brill, is it Brill and bolo Brill and bolo i could be butchering that uh, you could be. I have no way of knowing. I know him as a bowler. That's it. <laughs> but no, I thought he was excellent um, back way, way when he was at Basel um, yep. in Switzerland. Yep. Um, now, who's he play for now? By the way, da, 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 he's in France somewhere. Um, I get a lot of those mid France teams mixed up. Oh, he plays for Monaco. That's the one. There you go. Um, yeah, so he, he didn't really, yeah, he played for Schalke, that's right. He's only 25. Which, yeah. Wow, so, I was um, way, oh no, sorry, I'm reading the wrong competition there. Yeah, so he's got he's got seven seven goals so far domestically. I was like, wow, he's only scored two goals, I look like an idiot. <laughs> um, I was looking at World Cup stats. Um, <laughs> uh, nah, I, look, it's not unrealistic, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's a strong boy, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I don't um, know, man. There's a lot of people I'm sure they're looking at, but yeah, but no, it's, it is fun to speculate what could happen. But yeah, who is knows, there any man? Strikers that we could poach or not really? Not that would be up to the standard. Is there? Is there anyone flirting with relegation that's any good? Oh. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't really. Ivan Tony, Mitrovic. Ivan Ivan oh, Tony, you can come have a fun kickabout with the boys. Hey, <laughs> we were linked with him not long ago, actually, too. Um, 
maybe two seasons ago, a season ago. Yeah, okay. I think. I'll tell you what, it wouldn't be a bad shout, but English mm. in the Prem, we'd have to pay 100 mil for him, I think. Yeah, literally. Um, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. Um, yeah, there's not there's not really anyone else that really, like, oh, I, I hate it. I, I really wouldn't want to see him at Arsenal, but Dominic Cowett-Lewin. Nah, I don't think he's hard pass on that, that one. Yeah, I agree. That's a player you're going to have to pay £60 million pounds for, and he's worth about 20 Yep, 100%. Um, maybe uh, Paddy Bamford. I actually rate him as a, as a striker. I think he's fucking excellent. Um, I'll do it too when he can stay fit. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that's, that's a big problem. Um, yeah, anyway, mate, I think... Yeah, uh, I'd be happy. Uh, Ivan Tony wouldn't be a bad shout. I, I, I'd rate him. Um, but I think he's linked with United, like fairly yeah. aggressively. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, they're in the hunt now for a striker too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no matter yeah, how much we're... Right now, <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, like... A possible... No, it would never happen, but Ronnie at Arsenal. Imagine. Oh, no. Nah, no, thank you. No. No? It wouldn't take him now? No. No, he'd take away okay. more from the team than he'd give, I think. Okay. Because yeah, like, yeah, you'd have to good. you'd have to operate around him, and that's just not the way we're playing. Don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, that's a very good point. Yeah, you've said that. Yeah, makes, that, that makes sense, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, th- I think I'm happy with venting about the the situation, the fucking conundrum we're in right now. Um, yeah. Do you yeah. want to speak about anything more there, mate, or nah? Nah, that just wraps it up for me today. I think uh, I'm all good. Lovely, mate. Yeah, easy. Um, Sweet as well. Yeah, as always, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, if you aren't already following on Instagram, please go do so. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, whoever. Um, we're at Gunners GM on Instagram. Um, in our bio there, you'll find a link to all our streaming platforms. Um, and yeah, go drop a follow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Cheers, guys.